This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast, coming in your ear holes. October 1st. We smash it 10 yards tonight. A buck we call Pickles. A south wind pushing us back to the zag. Better stand on our backs. Set it Set it out and see what happens. Absolutely drilled in. And boom, he said, Good buck. We'll get my buck, and then we're gonna go get homie's buck. It's been urban peace as hell. Got him. Pickles is dead. Kevin Gates, both kills on hanging hunts. My first public land buck. Nice work, dude. Triple brow on the right. I'm digging that. Fucked out October 28th. Absolutely incredible season. Here we go. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. I got what what I got it going on the other side? <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, restart. <laughs> no, nah, we'll run it. it. I was on the wrong track, but we're, we're just gonna run it. <laughs> okay, welcome to the White Tail Legacy Podcast. Five years in, still don't know what the hell we're doing, but we're coming in your ear holes hard as a out here. Um, we got Lucas Phillips on the line. We got a Legend of the Woods series coming at you. What an awesome buck we got coming at you this week. I seen this deer picture. Actually, seen this guy on TikTok uh, sharing the story. Um, he's getting ready to jump on Zoom here right now, but we're gonna be ripping this intro. And if he comes in mid, um, oh, he's joining right now. All right. Um, well, let's go ahead and get through the intro while he's getting on here. I'm gonna start off with Ride On Optics, guys. Um, I was going through Ride On, and I went to their YouTube page. It's just Ride On on YouTube, and they got a ton of stuff on there, man. If you're looking at any of their products that you're thinking about buying, they have basically a spec rundown um, of that product, whether it's a pistol sight, a scope, um, the setup, and it's all on. They got the right on university down there. They got a couple hunts on there. They got a bunch of podcasts on there from their podcast. Um, so I thought that was really cool. If you're in the mood or in the zone, you're going to buy a scope, but you actually want to see it on a gun, what it looks like get the specs other than just reading it they have pretty much every piece of their inventory on there and a rundown of um what it is and what makes it special compared to another scope i went on there and watched a bunch of the videos um and learned a bunch of stuff about you know long range shootings that's something that we don't do a lot of um uh but yeah if you guys want to check out right on like i said it's just right on on the youtube or right on optics on instagram um, and you can get all your optic needs right there. What you got, homie? All right, I'm also going to keep banging away on the YouTube train here for Exodus Trail Cameras. Um, they just released a video about something that would make Cody and I's life a hell of a lot smoother, how to avoid summer false triggers. Um, a really good video there that you guys should check out, really relative to what's going to be coming up here for us. 
And um, on top of their YouTube channel with uh, their great playlist of tactical tips for you guys for trail cameras, um, they're also putting out podcast um, trail cam radio. And uh, don't forget, when you guys buy these trail cameras, they are backed by a five-year no BS warranty covering theft and damage. You just literally set that sucker on a tree and forget about it. And uh, it would be pretty cool to watch a buck grow when from day one if you were in a bait state that we've talked about before on here and um, get them coming in and you know that you could literally watch that buck grow right in front of your eyes almost live if you wanted so check them out um, exodusoutdoorgear.com guys what's up lucas you hear us going on yeah i can hear How's you guys there we go yeah, good. We, we uh we got you right on the intro here i see you're hopping on i figured we run the intro and then uh we'll get we'll get right into it but uh yeah Appreciate yeah. you coming on, man. No, I appreciate you guys having me on, for real. Yeah, I'm excited to hear this story. Like I said, linked up through TikTok of, of all the places, which is weird, you know what I mean? Right. But it's a, it's a social media, so we, we're kind of lax on all social media, but we use all social media, you know? So, um, But I was like, man, I want to hear this guy's story, and if I want to hear it, I know there's a bunch of other people else up that want to hear this also, but um, we're going to yeah. get through uh well, we got two more ad reads here, homie, and then we're gonna we'll get right into it. Sound good, Lucas? Hey, sounds great, man. I'm here. All right, what you got, homie? Um, Last Breath TV, guys. Uh, we're switching directly into deer season mode. Uh, Grant and Gary were out doing some prep work here actually today. Matt and Jesse doing some work out there last night, so you guys are gonna be seeing the content shifting there hard right into deer season and summer prep work. Um, also check out uh, their YouTube channel and every podcast podcast every monday morning right on is that it that's it man all right all right lucas well like i said appreciate you coming on man like i said you hopped in kind of right in the middle of this um intro right here but seen the seen the buck on tiktok and i was like damn that thing is just it's just super unique got everything the guy could dream about in one deer and I love those main beam droppers. Yeah, I don't know what it is. There's something about that that just my buddy from Missouri's got one, and I just love that. You know, it's so so cool, so unique. You don't see it on a lot of deer. You know, no, you you really don't, and especially off the main beams. I mean, I went ahead and brought him. I'm actually it's funny because I'm out in my camper because trust me, I can't do a podcast in my house with my kids. Oh yeah, I'm okay. out. I'm out in my garage. Homie's in his basement. Not, same way. Not gonna happen. Yeah. So I, I got to be out in the camper. But I went ahead and set up and brought him out here. You know what I mean? So I was like, you know, I might as well bring him out here and set him up. But uh, yeah, he's he's one of a kind, man. I mean, he's just. I love the way, like you said, he's got the the double drops off the front of the main beams. I love how the main beams swoop up. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't come out. They just swoop up. And they're and they're just they're they're bladed. Both main beams are completely bladed, man. It's just uh, and then all the stickers. He's got he's yeah. got everything. He's got everything except for the brow tines. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Brow tines. But uh, my one buddy, when we found him, he was like, he's like, man, you should have gave him another year, dude, with some brow tines. <laughs> he would have had brows next year for sure. <laughs> right. I was, crack, I was cracking up. I was like, yeah, right, whatever, man. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> no, man. I like I said, I seen the picture. Uh, props to you. You took some really good photos of him. And uh, you know, it's funny you share something that like that on TikTok, and a guy like me, I'm like, I gotta hear the story. So. Um, Go ahead and give a brief introduction of who you are and what you do, and then we'll get right into the, the story here. Yeah, um, well, um, my name's Lucas Phillips. Um, I'm 43. I'm from Indiana, so I'm a whitetail hunter. I mean, if you're from Indiana, you're a whitetail hunter. You know what I mean? So uh, I do travel out west. I started going out west about three years ago. Uh, me and a couple buddies of mine uh, go out there. Actually, me and one of my other buddies now go out there. The other guy, he doesn't really go with us anymore. But uh, we go out there and we chase elk with our bows in the mountains down in Colorado, southern Colorado, down in uh, Pagosa Springs. Um, I'm a uh, <clears throat> I'm a licensed plumber, so you know I'm in the trades. I do do uh, some concrete work as well, but I'm, I'm licensed in plumbing. I've been doing plumbing for about 19 years, so and I just actually ventured out on my own about six months ago. So I'm actually doing my own thing now. So I've nice. been hunting. I started hunting at an early age, but nobody in my family hunted. I actually had a buddy of mine introduce me to hunting. 
you know what I mean? He got me into it and kind of introduced me to it. And I did it off and on over the years. And then in 2015, I really like, I really got passionate about bow hunting. You know what I mean? And I went, went just like strictly for bow hunting. I was like one of those diehard guys, like I'm hunting everything with a bow. You know what I mean? So, which I mean, I don't have any problems like with like gun hunting or anything, coyotes and stuff like that with a gun, but I'm just a very, very passionate bow hunter. So, but that, nice. that's yeah, me. That's awesome. I mean, yeah. It's awesome when you get that's, that's the bug and it all hits you at once like that. I kind of the same way. I didn't grow up. No one in my family hunted and I had a buddy who kind of showed me and trickled down like that. But once you find something you like, and then especially killing a buck like you did, you're definitely hooked. You're like, okay, this is, this is what I want to do. So um, I think you had a name for the buck on the TikTok, but I can't remember what it was. Yeah, I actually called him. I called him Double Drops. Double Drops. Okay, awesome. All right, on. so go ahead and just get right into the story of it, man. I'm excited to hear. Well, uh, it all, to be honest with you, it's, it's kind of weird. I don't know, but going back to how I got permission on the farm, you know what I mean? Cause I got permission to hunt this place and it was funny cause I was doing a plumbing job for the guy, you know, the, the guy that owns the place and he doesn't live on the place. He lived in town. So, you know what I mean? I was, I was plumbing and we were taking stuff out of the ceiling. And he was like, he was like, don't drop any of that on you or I'm gonna have to take you out to the farm and bury you. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm like, ha, ha, ha. And then the guy that was with me is like, there you go. You know what I mean? There, there's a place for you. And then the guy, the owner, he's like, what do you mean there's a place? I was like, oh, I mean, I was like, I love to hunt. You know what I mean? I'm all about, you know, I'm passionate about bow hunting. And he's like, you want to hunt farm? And I'm like, uh, yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I love to go out and check out the farm and hunt it. So I went out there, checked it out. And uh, I mean, I just, I fell in love with the place, man. And uh, he got back with me, you know, he gave me a map, all that stuff, signature and all that. So I've been doing his plumbing ever since. And I hook him up, obviously, for, uh, <laughs> oh, for those yeah. reasons. But uh, yeah, but it, it, it's, it's a river bottom property. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a river bottom. It's, it's a lot of just like uh, crops. You know what I mean? There's not much woods to it. You know what I mean? It's basically crops, a little bit of woods, and then it dives right down to the river bottom. You know what I mean? And then there's a river bottom right there. I mean, if, if we all know those river bottom bucks run back and forth. You know what I mean? They don't really station in that area. They just run back and forth. So the good thing is, is the farm that I hunt on, the side that I mainly hunt on is all doe bedding. You know what I mean? So I don't get many pictures of bucks at all during like velvet and mature bucks or anything like it's mainly as soon as like, you know, pre-rut comes in right around like Halloween, you know, stuff like that. That's when I start getting pictures of all the bucks coming in, you know, trying to look for the does and all that stuff. But, uh, that's just a short, brief story of kind of how I got, you know, permission on the property. Well, I'm hunting in uh, 2019, you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm not really chasing anything because I really didn't have anything on camera, you know what I mean, to chase. So the, the one I, the buck I shot before in 2018, I was chasing him. He was high tower. That was my big eight pointer. He was, uh, he went 150 inches, you know, for an eight, which is, which is pretty good to me, you know, 150 inch eight pointer, which I sent one of you guys a picture of him couple pictures of him i think it was yeah yeah so but uh i killed him out of the same stand but uh but in 2019 i really didn't have a buck i was chasing so all of a sudden you know one night you know i'm at home and i'm like all right and all these pictures start coming through you know what i mean and i have and i'm like okay and i'm on these cell cams and 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 i'm like i'm like Oh my God, where did the, you know what I mean? Where did this buck come from? You know what I mean? I'm just sitting there like he has everything. And the pictures I have of him the year before, I mean, he blew up. He was probably 160s, maybe the year that I got him in 2009. But he was, I knew he was going to be something special. You know what I mean? Because he had the, he already had the double drops, you know, all them tines, the stickers. And I told myself, I said, you know, I said, I, I want this buck. This is the buck I want to chase, you know. And, and I'm going after him. So, you know, I spent the majority of the season, you know what I mean, chasing him, trying to figure out his patterns and stuff like that. Um, but I didn't get a lot of pictures of him on trail camera after that night. You know what I mean? I got, I got a couple here and there, but I didn't get a bunch. So he was just, he was really like sporadic. You know what I mean? He'd be down here. He'd be down there. You know what I mean? He'd pass over here. So I'm like, 
I'm like, all right, it got late, late season. And I ended up, uh, ended up harvesting a, another eight pointer, you know, about a hundred, he was about, about 140 inch eight pointer. You know what I mean? And, and after I harvested him, I was like, man, I got no pictures. I've got no pictures of the double drops at all. And I just wondered and I wondered and I wondered if he made it through the season. So, you know, I prepare for next season for 2020 or no, I'm sorry. 2020. Yeah. 20. I get everything ready because you know, 2019 going into 2020. So thing right to get ready, you know, of him. I get no pictures of him at all. None, like no pictures all year, all year long. So I'm pretty much thinking that he's gone. You know what I mean? In 2020, I'm like, well, you know what I mean? He's not coming back. He's not here. So I'm going, I'm going and nothing happens. So as I go into the 20, you know, the 2020, this past season, you know, 2021 season, I go and something's telling me, I have this stand that I call ground zero and it's in like, it's, it's a, a really good funnel. You know, it's the river bottoms down here. The, uh, the field is out here. And then the stand is basically in the corner of the woods. So it's a great funnel for them to come through. Well, the funny thing is, is I've never, ever cut a shooting lane down to the river bottom to shoot out of that stand. I've always just had the field and a couple, you know, shots over here to my right. And so I go ahead and I trim the shooting lane in, this, in, the, in that stand down to the bottom and I only I don't know I trim it about three foot wide so you know and I'm sitting I'm hunting getting 21 season and I heard you know what I mean right there at the uh about mid-October I wanted to get some meat in the freezer so I went ahead and shot the doe so I shot her out of that stand same stand and it's funny because I shot her and then not even five minutes later here comes this coyote you know what I mean he's coming he smells her he goes he gets ready to turn down to go get her the bottom I could see here and I just you know what I mean I just yell at him right when he gets him and I just let one rip and see. he goes running down up. so I'm going in and here comes you know it gets November that's my two or three weeks off and I just I spend most of my time in the woods like we all do during the rut you know what I mean I love the rut I mean I got the rut fever I'm in there and my favorite day of the year is November 7th that's my big eight pointer and that's when i shot a couple of my other other bucks so i'm in there on november 5th and i i, I have a, a glendale 3d target and i'm like you know what i'm gonna sit this thing out pull the antlers off of it and i'm gonna act like a deep you know like a, put it out as a decoy so i put it out there and i'm sitting there and about 9 45 i have this nine pointer he's coming in and i'm talking like mass for day and i mean he's one 60 plus just he's huge man and he's coming in I, I got my bow i'm getting ready he comes into like 40 yards and then he does this number where he just peeks his head up then he just turns around and just beelines you know where he came and i'm sitting here and i'm like you know like man that's it you know what i mean i said my season's done you know what i'm saying i said it, it's over i was like that was my chance you know to get a shooter buck so i come home i tell my wife i'm all disappointed and she's like hey she's like i would like to go somewhere sunday you know she goes i know it's november 7th that's your day she goes but i'd like to go somewhere and i was depressed and i was like you know what let's go honey i was like whatever you want to do let's go you gotta you gotta make time for the wife you know what i mean and the family so so i'm like all right well saturday night She's like, uh, you know what? I don't want to go tomorrow. I, I decided I didn't want to go. I said, are you sure? She said, yes. I said, All right. I'm going. So I put in the morning. I get my gear on like usual. I get out there. I get in the stand. I get everything starts coming alive. I mean, I love it. I love being there in dark and then all the, you know, the woods, the nature, everything comes alive. So everything starts coming alive. Okay. I'm sitting in the stand and I'm just sitting back like this. And down on the river bottom, I hear some crunching. So, you know, I turn, I'm getting ready to turn around. I'm like, you know, it's probably just a doe. Well, I look over my shoulder down there and it's full sun that day, no clouds. And all I see is these two big tines right here. That's all I see is these two big tines on the side. So, you know, you know what I mean? I was just like, oh my, you know, oh my God, it's a shooter. 
it's time to get ready. So I reach over, I grab my bow. I'm left-handed, so I have to literally grab my bow. I have to spin completely around in the tree stand, you know what I mean, where he's at. And I get around to about where I'm getting ready to get set, looks up. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm busted. You know what I mean? So I'm sitting there like still. I'm just like, and the sun's so bright, I don't think he knew what it was. You know what I mean? So he, he puts his head back down. He keeps walking. And at this point, I still don't know what bucket is. You know what I mean? I'm concentrating on get ready mode to make the shot. So he starts going. I literally have to kneel down, like almost like a squat in my stand in order to get the shot down through that shooting lane I made. And I kneeled down. I pulled back. And he got in that three-foot gap. And as soon as he got in that three-foot gap, obviously, I stopped him. You know what I mean? I don't normally stop deer, but I knew that I had to stop this deer or else he was going to get past it and I wouldn't have no opportunity. So I stopped him, shot him, double-lunged him because you could hear that pumpkin. You know that sound. You guys know that sound. Mm -hmm. when you hear that pumpkin like popping and it's like boom. And he takes off and I'm just like, you know what I mean? I knew it was a good shot and I'm kind of watching him. The woods is so thick there on that river bottom that I never seen him go down. So I, you know what I mean? I do my, my calls. Like I normally, I call two of my best friends. You know what I mean? The guys, they're my hunting buddies. They're the ones I call. I talk the guys I go out West with and I'm like, I'm an emotional wreck. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm literally almost in tears and I'm like, I just shot a giant. You know what I mean? And, and I'm like, you guys have to come out. So they got together. My one buddy, his wife and son came out. My other buddy came out and we have a friend, a mutual friend um, named Clay. He's a professional photographer. And my one buddy that come out with him, he has a outfitters business here in Indiana. He's a good friend of mine. And he comes and he takes photos at his outfitters business, you know, for, and he's like, do you want Clay? And I'm like, yes, bring Clay. I was like, he's got to come. You know what I mean? I said, I knew this was a, a big bug. You know what I mean? So they get out there. We go tracking. And um, I don't know if you follow. I think you follow me now on Instagram. There's actually their recovery videos on Instagram. I don't know if you've seen it or not or watched the recovery video on there. But the recovery video. But um, we walk. We know we're tracking. And there's like little blood drops here and there. And it's because I use a uh, single bevel broadhead. I'm one of those guys. The old, the old school. You know what I mean? That's, that's what I shoot is a single bevel broadhead. And I was like, man, I was like, I know it's a good shot. So we get like 30 yards and then about 40 yards, all of a sudden just he's, he's, everything's coming out of his mouth. You know what I'm saying? And there's just piles of these big bubbles and we're tracking and we're tracking. And as we're tracking, I kind of look up and I see this foot like laying like this, you know what I mean? On the other side of this tree. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, we got it. You know, I got me boy. If you watch recovery video, you know, but. I said, I got him. And, you know, I jump and give my buddy Ryan a hug. You know what I mean? And then we walk over there. And as soon as we get out of the, around the tree and he pulls the head up, he's like, I don't know if I don't want to curse on your guys' podcast or not, but uh, he's like, he's like, fuck yeah. He goes, fuck yeah, you got him. And I look down <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, it's the double drop time bug, man. I'm jumping, dude. I'm like screaming, dude. If there was anybody else hunting within a mile, they pro I probably ruined their hunt. <laughs> You know what I mean? Once I found out it was him, man. I mean, I was just beyond pumped. But I just, I feel that like it was, it was crazy that my wife canceled. That was the first year I ever cut that path down to that river bottom. You know what I mean? And it all came together, you know, just like that, man. I mean, it was, it was a, it was a, an experience that I will never, ever forget. And the, the thing about it was, is he's actually broke off. He had like a, 10 inch extra time that come across him that broke off so he would have went when i took it and had him scored he would have probably went 197 is what he would have went but with that broken off time it was 186 and three eighths is what he ended up going but as, as a non-typical you know what i mean because he's got trash everywhere he's got like 17 yeah. non-typical points on <laughs> but i mean it's it, it it was such an amazing just amazing experience and i was glad i was blessed to have there that came to help me tracking you know what i mean so but yeah i mean that that's pretty much the most part that's the story of it man it's just, I, I feel blessed i truly feel blessed to have harvested 
such a great animal. I feel like the giant deer for like the normal guy, that's how the story goes. Just like somehow the shit fell into place and you were there at the right time. You know, you know, the deer's there, you're putting in the work to kill them. But when you actually kill them for a normal guy that can't pattern these deer to a T or something, it's just like you made the right call by chance and some shit laid out and then boom, you kill the giant, you know, and you just got to keep going and, one day, yep. one day you're 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 gonna roll, you know, you're gonna roll the right number and, and be there. And I'm the same way. When when we killed our giant, everybody for a <laughs> mile didn't know who Mister Freeze was, but he, he they knew that that he was dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out there like, Mister Freeze. <laughs> People are uh, like, got, who is Mister Freeze? <laughs> I got so many pictures. Like after like I harvested him and I put him on like you know I mean after the pictures and I put him on there. I had these guys just messaging me with trail cam pictures of him as well. You know what I mean? Guys that have been chasing him as well. You know and and and, and all that. Man, it was just it was overwhelming. You know what I mean? To be able to you know see all the p- other pictures all the other guys had where he had been traveling at. I mean, he was traveling over, it was over seven miles away. You know what I mean? Like he was making his rounds going around and, and I knew eventually he would come back. You know what I'm saying? And like when I was in the tree stand, you guys have been there. After I had gotten pictures of him, those, I just, I played out so many different scenarios. You know what I mean? Of him walking out. You know what I mean? I mean, once you have a picture of deer, you always play them different scenarios. What if he came out here? What if he came out there? What if he comes this way? What if this happened? You know what I'm saying? And it's just, it's a, it's amazing. You know what I mean? To go be able to go through things like that and it actually having the success of, of doing it and harvesting the buck. What thing? Cause I mean, I'm a, I'm, go, ahead. go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, I just going to say yeah. one thing, like I need to, cause I did, I do that and I know Cody does, but one thing I need to start asking myself is like, what if he's bigger in person than he is on trail camera or what if he's smaller, uh, both, both Cody and I both had um, encounters with deer that were smaller than we thought they were. Uh, the split three buck was a little bit smaller. And then, uh, of course, the buck you shot, Cody. And, you know, so that's also something else to maybe ask yourself in addition to what if he comes out here? What if he comes out there? Um, am I prepared to pass that shot even though that this I think this is the deer at this moment in time that I want to shoot? No, hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I've done this. I've done the same thing on other bucks. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's just like, you know, what do I do? Should I pass it up? Should I let him go? You know, if he comes out this way or that way? Yes. I mean, I play it off in my head all the time. You know what I mean? And I'm always, I'm one of them guys that even though I know every time I get in a tree stand, I'm checking yardage. You know what I mean? I'm finding spots out there. You know what I mean? Checking, checking my yardage, 20, 30, you know, 25, 35. Yeah. All, all of that. Yeah. I do that too. Just for, for something to do and to reinsure you, you're like, okay, I think that's 30. I've ranged it 30 times. I want to make sure. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> 30. Yep, still 30. Yeah. 30. Yeah. It's still 30. <laughs> it's, still, it's still 30, no matter yeah. what day it is or when yeah. it is. It's 30. Uh, what, yeah, just just making sure my range finder's still good. Yeah. <laughs> Double um, checking. One thing I with. I it all the time with uh with cody and i kind of bouncing around public or you know even on our private pieces like that one thing that i like to do to kind of um challenge myself is if we're in a new spot i'd be like all right that tree right there like i think it's 32 and then i you know i'll range it and see like how close i am because if if something does get haywire out there and i got to use you know my own judgment here i don't have time to range it like i want to keep that skill top tier and uh that's something that i do to just try to stay on that mark every time yeah you stay on top of your game Mm -hmm. i I get it man i'm I'm an avid archer man like i shoot i shoot every day when i come home from work i go out in the backyard and i shoot man and then like during the winter time when season's over with I go, I do Vegas shoots. I do 3D, you know, uh, 3D shoots. I do five spot, man. I'm just, I'm always, always shooting my bow every day, man. Just for that one moment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? All I'm preparing for that one moment when it comes down to it. And the, and the, and the funny thing was, is like my eight pointer, both my eight pointers, um, uh, my other 10 pointer, uh, I was nervous wreck. And for some reason, I was not like 
I held it so much together on him. I don't understand how I did it. I have no clue how I held it together like that. You know what I mean? Like I did not shake. I just, I just basically told myself, prepare for the shot and only focus where, where the shot placement's going to be. You know what I mean? Like I had no, no intention of, of not being like that. You know what I mean? Like, but my, one of my buddies also said, he said, dude, he said, if that buck would have started coming, coming to you across the field, he goes, you probably would have dropped your bow out of the tree. You know what I mean? And you actually got that chin. He just kept coming closer and closer and closer. I'm like, you know what? You're right. It just, everything happened so fast. I really didn't have time to get that, you know, that nervousness and that buck fever. Yeah, like uh, as far as being nervous and stuff, if if it does come across the field, like it needs to be a time where I can like work through the the fired up and the shaky stuff, and then you know like it's got to be you know like three, four, five minutes, get settled back down, and then get back in the game. But like on a situation like that, also on your hunt, you know, um, kind of kind of fast, like that stuff uh, don't really have time to get worked up or time to really have time to stare at the antlers. You know, it's just kind of, you're more up there reacting to the situation as it's unfolding than it is um, you getting fired up, having a chance to really look at him at every angle. If he's out in the food plot or whatever, he's standing there next to a doe, giving you every angle. Like it's either got to be super fast or it's going to need some time to really slow down the game again. Yeah, no, you're hundred, you're hundred percent right. That's that's hundred percent accurate. That that medium, that medium range is a very dangerous space for me to be living in on a hunt. <laughs> oh, it, it's it's dangerous for me. I mean, I get that. I get the I get the shakes when I'm shooting a doe. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I get the shakes whenever I'm doing that. You know what I mean? But I, I always want them shakes. You know what I mean? Mm. I mean, the moment I get up in the tree and I don't have that kind of excitement, then I don't need to be up in the tree. One thing you had mentioned. Uh, in this hunting spot, you said it's really not an early season, you know, no velvet pick spot, more of a pre-rut spot. we got some spots like that, and I almost like them better because you get those pictures of those deer and, you you know, you can chase them, but there's something about having a spot where you're sitting that you're like, man, anything could come through here right now. I got all these does. I feel like Watauga's like that. I mean, there's a couple that hold in there, but mm. – it's really like we got an ass load of does, and if anything, you have no idea what's going to come in there. And that's if he's cruising for does, that's those fast, those fast encounters. You know, I, I like it when they're fast like that. Yeah. Like, boom, buck, I'm going to shoot him. You know, I don't like it. Like a couple of my buck kills the last years have been like standoffs for like a couple <laughs> minutes you know what i mean <laughs> and i i still make the shot but it, it's way better when they're like okay they're coming boom like I, it's it's you, you know you shoot them but it's like it's, then you're like should i shoot them should yeah. i not shoot them should i shoot them yep. and i'm yep. always and I, i'm a shooter like, i'm a shooter i just <laughs> if i'm on the edge yeah, i I'm, I'm i like this i like to shoot you know what i mean so i i uh I feel like when I have a fast reaction time, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to shoot him. I'm, I have to make a fast decision. But when I have time, I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm going to shoot him. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. like whoopsie I mean, buck, totally. Like had plenty yeah. of time to get worked up and then settle back down, you know, and then get back in the game. Yeah. Pickles, he was like a medium range. Like we seen him and then he's kind of facing away from us, circled back around. And then he's coming through the, the little last part of the brush and then boom, he's right in front of us and it's time to go. Like that's the medium range. Yeah. But like Missouri – Wham, bam, done. Yeah, you're like, you know? okay, yep, shooting them. You know, you yeah, yeah. 32 seconds to see the buck, make a decision, <laughs> and make the kill shot, you know? That's perfect. Yeah, and then yeah, you're like, see, okay. Hightower was that way. Like, Hightower is one of those, like, my eight-point Hightower is I'm in the tree stand, and I see this doe come out. She's coming out. You know what I mean? I could tell that she's acting funny. You know what I mean? She's, she, she's uh, in heat. She's ready. And she goes back in the woods, takes off, comes back out about 100 yards down. And then all of a sudden I look over and all I see was this big giant wreck snipping the ground. And then he comes up and he's standing right there at the edge of the woods. And he's just standing there. And I'm just sitting there like, you know what I mean? What I do, is he going to come out? Is he going to come out? It wasn't that instant, quick, wham, bam. You know what I mean? It was that where I started to get the shakes. You know, he started walking out. He started getting closer. You know what I mean? And you're back and you're just like this and you're just trying to hold it all together. 
You know what I mean? And then finally, you know, the shot breaks and you just get that takes right, off. You get that right knee twitch where it's on yeah. the sand. You just get that right knee twitch. The rest of your body's solid, but the knee's just going. You're like, hold your it shit is, together. Dude. Hold your yeah. shit together. <laughs> like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. You know what you're doing? Started. Right. I had a buddy who just started hunting, man, and he went out. He's like, "Man, I can't wait to shoot a deer, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna smoke it. I've been practicing and practicing." And I'm like, <laughs> "Bro, it's a whole different experience when a deer comes out, dude." He had a doe come out, and he said he shook so bad that he couldn't even draw his bow back. I've heard a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, say that. I've I'm never like, had that, but told you, bro. I was like, I told you, dude. It's a whole shooting a target's easy. You know what I mean? You can shoot a target all day long, but when it comes to something live coming out from you. Your body goes through a whole different motion, man. Yeah. Well, I've, I've had a lot of people ask me what it feels like, and I'm always like, okay, imagine you're nine years old and you're playing hide-and-seek, right? And the person that's trying to find you is two foot away from you, and you're standing <laughs> in the laundry hamper just chilling. <laughs> and that feeling of you're like, okay, you don't see me. I'm good. I'm good. But that, that nervousness, that hide-and-seek right there, that's what it's like when you're about uh, ready to shoot the bow. You go back to that where you're just like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. That's exactly how I feel. I'm like, you're just playing hide and seek, and but the the looker's right beside you, about to find you any second. That's that's the moment of anticipation of you're gonna shoot. That's what that's what I feel. It's the same, the same thing. He, yeah, he's definitely a good. He can definitely pick you out. So you better just you know what I mean. Yeah, you yeah. have your yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, so like I said, that I I like those kind of areas where you don't really have a target you have some target bucks that you knew kind of went through there in the past years but you're not like i'm gonna target this deer all year you know you're like i'm gonna go in there during the rut and and you normally have some really good hunts in those type of areas like during the rut you know there's gonna be the odds of a buck being there are pretty high and uh i also like that you shot a doe out of that stand early there's something about shooting a doe out of a stand or an area. It just gives you a little more confidence when it's time to actually, you know, kill the buck. You already killed a deer out of that stand. You went through the process of drawing and, and especially if it's on the same trail, like if you kill a doe, you're like, I killed a doe on that same exact trail two years ago. Like it's still in your mind that, all right, that's 23 yards. You know, I killed that doe. Um, I did that on, I was thinking, remember that doe, you weren't with me, remember that doe that I killed on, on the last doe I killed on the lease, and it took me three arrows, oh. and I shot right in the shoulder, Yeah, I'm like, I was, I was talking to the guy who bought the lease today, and I was like, that that's the same, the same trail that I killed the 10-pointer on, you know what I mean, like, mm. I'm like, I should have nailed it, but I just dropped a doe, and she got up, shot her again, took off running, I had to shoot her again when I got up to her, I'm like, God, these things. Wasted thirty nine dollars worth of arrows on <laughs> Tough man. Well, see that yeah. stand. The last three bucks that I've shot have all died within ten yards of each other. That that's what's that's what's weird. You know what I mean? That's what's weird. Like they all have died in the general same area within ten yards, man. And it's 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 crazy. Like one of them, he died right in the river. Like literally jumped right in the river right there. And he, he died. I called him Scrappy, dude. That was a man. That was an amazing. I'm sitting there in the tree during the rut, and this little buck and this doe come down the hill, and they literally bed. He beds like 20 yards in front of me, and he's like, you know, meh, meh, all around her. You know what I mean? Just trying to bug her. And she gets off, and she goes up the hill, and then he goes after. Her, and then all of a sudden, I look and I see these two these two does just beelining straight for me in the woods. I'm like what is that and then all of a sudden these two bucks are dead behind her man or behind them and they come in and it was it was like a tv show like a movie man they get like 20 yards in front of me dude and they start battling it out man i'm talking like flipping each other on the ground i mean just cranking and cracking dude and and they got up and the scrappy dude i just i was like you know what this was awesome dude i you know what i mean i i had to shoot him man it was just it was one of them experiences and that's that's what it is for me it's not necessarily the size of the deer a lot of times i like the the moments that you have you know it's all about the memories and the experiences you have in the woods you know a lot of it is to me of course i mean we all want to shoot big mature bucks 
You know what I'm saying? But I mean, I just, I love having the experiences when I shoot a doe or whatever, you know, yeah. it, it's totally different. I have never got to see one battle it out yet. I think I've heard it a couple times, like for brief seconds, you know, I'm like, okay, that couldn't have guy been a guy rattling. Um, but I, I haven't got to hear or see them actually like, I've seen them like tickling in like a field, you know, early season, but never like a drag out fight which I think would be, you know, epic to actually see and film if you could film, you know, film it. But uh, let's keep yeah, going eventually. But we don't – I mean, a lot of our deers aren't even busted up. Like, they fight a lot. It's just like, I, I don't know. Uh, at least at least on our public police. I yeah, mean, yeah, that's weird. Everything's clean, intact out there. Yeah. But the Everything's clean, intact. They don't rub at all. I mean, like, they, they ain't doing anything bucky out there. I think maybe there's just so many does that they just don't have to compete as much. I, I don't know. But. That could be true. I mean, it really could. I mean, if there's that many does out there. Yeah, the G3 buck had his main beam broke off, so he got into something. you know. But, I mean, really, other than that, there wasn't any other buck on there that was mm-hmm. messed up. And he went on a vacation, so he probably went, down with a big boy's place south of there about a mile and got his ass whooped by 190 you know what I mean? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> guaranteed down there that block we're like right on the edge of the best block in the county <laughs> it's just like man we need to be a quarter mile south and we'd be really right. just, in the game. just a little just a little bit more a little push south and we'd be solid but yeah those uh those river bottom spots like that's what you got, man. That sounds like a spot that's just going to be good for years and years and years. And it's got to be, it's like a right time, right place. You know, it's a pinch point. You got the does go there in the rut and, and set it yeah. out. Set it out. I, I have another buck that has been coming through, but he comes through a little bit more regular than what the double drop time buck does, but he's still just coming through. You know what I mean? Checking in that, that doe bed and stuff like that. But, uh, I call him Dasher, and I'm hoping to look forward to maybe uh, connecting with him uh, this year. He's a uh, – let's just say I call him Dasher because he's got a rack as big as a reindeer. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, he, he's, he's pretty close to this guy. Nice. So I'm hoping that he made it through, you know, the end of, yeah. end of the season past year, and I'm hoping that he shows up on trail camera sometime you know in the upcoming season but he's been more regular but i haven't seen him yet but they're just now growing you know what i mean i'm just now getting deer you know they're just now antlers are coming up and, mm-hmm. but yeah man it's it's been a great property and i just i like i said I'm, I'm so glad that you know everything came together for me to be able to hunt on that property and i always the guy that owns it man i'm always like hey what can i you know what can i do for you you know what i mean how can i help you out out here do you need some help you need that yeah know just try to take care of everything because that's what you got to do when you're hunting on somebody else's property is to make sure if they need anything, anything, you take care of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? One thing you mentioned that the deer, you know, was going almost seven miles. And it's funny, we've been doing this podcast for almost five years. And if you would ask me, told me that five years ago, I'd be like, boo shit, but we've seen it. We've heard multiple stories of seeing it. And you just think those deer wouldn't travel that far but they go that far and further just on a random yeah, it's crazy it's just crazy to me that we had one that would do two miles every day on like to, to hit a scrape <laughs> go up there hit a scrape come back you're like what is what, what? but what else is gonna do you think about it i mean what else the deer is gonna do you got got all night to mess around <laughs> right out there i mean you gotta go up there and hit a scrape see if there's any does up there popping like same thing as you. Sometimes you went to the out-of-town bar to see if there's anything in there. You know, it's just going right. on a little excursion, you know. And yeah. I'm just thinking, yeah. this beer's going four miles a night with no apparent reason. And we always thought it was hilarious because we were like, the guy that's getting them on trail cam up there, like, he's he's in, like, he's in the game. He's like, man, this deer's here every night. He's going to show up. <laughs> <laughs> deer's daylight two and a half miles away. Like, not a chance. It's just, it's just crazy to me. But we had one 12 hours apart. You killed three and a half miles distance yeah. this year. Yep. So we had him on trail cam 12 hours. He was killed three and a half hours away. We're three and a half miles away. So, yeah, it's insane, dude. I mean, it really, 
isn't saying I would like to see, to be honest with you, I'd like to, I'd like to see the deer that broke off that big extra time that he was, uh, that fall. Yeah. I would love, I would love to see that deer. Yeah. And it's just like you said, everybody had trail cam pictures of. We're finding that out too. Everybody thinks they got some hidden buck that no one knows about. There's four or five guys that know about that buck, got pictures of him, seen him, something. There's enough people out there. Before you ran trail cams, everybody ran trail cams. I think there was mystery bucks, mystery giant swamp bucks and stuff. But now I don't think there's very few bucks out there that are a mystery. You know, even if you if you found them, someone else has found them. You know, there could oh, be yeah. a buck someone, that just pops yeah. up out of nowhere. These and, yeah, these yeah, days sure. the technology with the cell cams, you know what I mean, and everything. Yes, dude. If there's a buck out there, somebody has either seen him or you know got him on camera. I mean, and no no doubt, no doubt about that. These days, I mean, man, it. But the thing about trail campers is, is they'll also drive you insane. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They will drive insane on a certain, like a certain deer. You know what I'm saying? You're like, you'll go all year. You'll have pictures of that deer all year and you'll go all year and you'll never see him during daylight or never get a chance to do any, man. It drives some people up the wall. Some people get obsessed and they're just in and out, in and out, in and out, you know, all the time checking their cameras. I mean, especially if they don't have cell cameras. Yeah. They can definitely be obsessive. It can definitely change the way you hunt. It's changed the way we hunt. It's changed it dramatically one way to dramatically the other way. That's just the last five years has been insane for we all, you know, you, you grow. And I think we've had the advantage of talking to so many people on these podcasts, you know, to grow, uh, you know, a little faster than, you know, the guy that's just out there with no Intel learning by himself. But, what we did five years ago with trail cameras is completely different than what we do, you know, now. And then we had a year where we had to figure out a bunch of property and that was awful. I didn't ever want to go back to that. Like mm-hmm. if I, if I wanted to go back and figure out a giant piece of public, I don't think I would ever do that much work with trail cams again. Like you're running 30 plus trail cams and trying to cover that much ground and, then you realize what is insane to me. And it's, you realize that there's about five bucks out there that run the whole entire thing and they're in the same damn spots and no one ever kills them. It's just like, <laughs> we got the same five bucks for the last three years. We haven't killed them. No one else kills them. They're still out there. And then you run a camera somewhere new. You're like, okay, I'm going to get a random buck. You run it all year. Same five deer. You're like, there's nothing else out here. <laughs> That's crazy. That yeah. that is that is right there. Multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And then you then you run something a quarter mile away and it's completely different bucks. There's like a hard line. And then you're like, never seen this buck before, never seen this buck. It's like a whole new world, a quarter mile on the same piece of public that way. You know, it's just, it's, it's, it's insane. And I have no idea why it's like that, but yeah, I could set you on one draw and I'd say, all right, you got the chance to see about four bucks here, four different yeah. shooter deer. And that's the only deer that you're going to see other than fork and hordes and spikes. So like, I hope, I hope you're cool with that. <laughs> yeah. Don't get too excited because you got four bucks and it, it just blows me away that you, we're running them on scrapes. We're running them on all those ridges, you know, and it's just same four or five mature deer in there not getting killed. It's just crazy. But all right, man. Well, all we right, appreciate man. you coming on and uh, telling telling us your story. Uh, just for our listeners, where where can they follow you and, and see some pictures of this buck? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at outdoor hunter thirty eight. Um, I'm also on TikTok at Lucas Phillips twenty one. So those are basically, I mean, I have Facebook, but basically the social media I, platform I use is Instagram and TikTok. Yeah. I pretty much feel like our Facebook's just, it's just there because there were some very few people that use Facebook, but it's, yeah. it's dry. Our Facebook's dry. It's just too, it's just, I'm, I'm not even on Facebook in general. Like I don't even know why I have a page that I, I, I'm not <laughs> ever on there. You know what I mean? It's just not for me anymore, but all right. Yeah. Well, well, either yeah. i mean i 
I get on Facebook it's just like to check on like old friends mm-hmm. or something like that. And that that's about it. But uh, hey, man, I appreciate you guys having me on the podcast, man. I mean, I really do. Yeah, um, I think a bunch like that is story deserves to be told. You know what I mean? And the the people around your town might have known it, but I didn't know it. And there's something definitely everybody can take away when you're talking about a giant deer and hopefully there's one person out there that made a connection with a buck thereafter. And, you know, the main goal is to try to help them be successful on the giant third chase, you know? Yep. Yep. hundred percent, man. I mean, hundred percent, no doubt. Well, best of luck this year on Dasher. Yes. Yes, man. I'm actually, I'm getting ready. Uh, I'm getting ready to prepare our turkey season's over today, uh, which I think it was way too late this year. Then I'm getting ready to go out and start preparing stands, and then I'm going to get ready to go out west because we leave for out west on September 2nd to go out and chase elk again in the mountains. So, And then right back to Whitetail as soon as we get back from elk. So, Appreciate you guys having me on. All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed that legend of the woods. Um, we love these stories talking to just a normal dude in Indiana who got it done on an absolute legendary buck um, and the stuff just fell into place and that's how it seems like it happens on a lot of these stories is you know just out there putting time in and uh, stuff falls into place but um, make sure and follow Lucas he did mention kind of after we were bullshitting up the show he does have a YouTube um, it's Outdoor Bow Hunter and he does kind of have a vlog style of uh, setting a stand up and going after that this deer so if that's something you want to check out go ahead and check that out there you got anything homie? No, I, I just appreciate him coming on and telling the story, and uh, I like how he got into talking about, you know, the the ampness of of the yeah. encounter, and that that just talking about that got me kind of fired up, and I'm I'm really looking forward to these next few months of getting through the summer. Yeah, get through this hot summer part, and everybody starts thinking a little more whitetail, and uh, I think it's like like I said, something about those Fourth of July fireworks people start waking up oh shit i gotta get my shit together here (laughs) (laughs) but uh they wake up from that angle they're like shit i gotta start shooting my bow (laughs) (laughs) like always we appreciate you guys tuning in um we love you guys always try to do the right thing try to leave a legacy and wipe the legacy is out